Welcome to the Sugar Plum Bakes podcast. You're listening to Varney Wadman. I'm your host and fellow wedding supplier. This is a space where you can listen to and learn from fellow wedding creatives to pick up advice and tips that will help you to grow your wedding business. I genuinely hope that after each episode that you will feel inspired. Hi, welcome to episode five of season two. On today's episode, I have the super talented Suzanne Brady, who is the founder and creator of Cove Cake Design. I've long been a fan of Suzanne's work, and not just because she creates the most elegant of cakes, but more so because of the luxury brand that she has created. From my early days in business, she has definitely inspired me. In fact, we both have come from a non-creative background of science, and seeing Suzanne succeed has been hugely aspirational for me. She's been featured in some world-renowned publications like Vogue and Martha Stewart, and from scratch she has grown her business into one that has a high-class reputation and is highly sought after by some incredible clients. So I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to talk with her, and I hope that you find it valuable too. Hi, Suzanne. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Vanny. Lovely to talk to you today. I'm so excited to have you. <laughs> so I'm sure lots of my listeners will know who you are. But for those who don't, could you explain a little about who you are and what you do, please? Yeah. So hi, I'm Suzanne and I live in Dublin in Ireland. I run Cool Cake Design, um, which is a luxury wedding cake business. I also do classes, uh, recipe books, and a little bit of small business mentoring through the business. And from a personal point of view, I'm a mom of three kids, so juggle work and life a little bit. Some of my passions would be food. I love good food. I love to travel. I'm also quite into exercise and fresh air, outdoor time, and some personal time. So I run, love to cycle, that kind of thing too. I think it's important to, to keep a little bit of balance in everything. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I, I think we'll definitely talk a bit more about that because I think when um yeah, when you're a mum and you're um, running your own business, it's kind of there's a lot of balls to juggle. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? I think you're one of the first cake designer accounts that I found on Instagram. And wow. I remember feeling so inspired by you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I always feel so humbled when I hear that actually. <laughs> I think it's because similar to me that you've come from a scientific background and I could see that you were running a creative business that is successful. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit of how you switched careers and and left science behind to switch to cake design? Yes. So you're right. So I was originally a scientist, did a PhD in biochemistry at the University of Dundee in Scotland originally. And then I went to work for Cancer Research UK in Glasgow. So I had no grand plan to to leave science as such when I was working there. I, I don't know if I ever intended to stay in scientific research, but maybe move into something a little bit different. But as would like many of us, life took different turns. I had my first daughter, who's now 15, um, when I was just coming to the end of a contract in Glasgow. And I decided to take a little bit of time out. I'm sure you have similar experiences yeah. of trying to manage a new baby and work. It is difficult. Yeah. And I had the luxury of being allowed to take a little bit of a time out. And so they always initially intend to go back. But I think that break from the career in science gave me time to explore other things. I think I actually maybe always had some creativity in me that I didn't have time to 
explore or nurture in any way. And I suppose I loved good food, cooking, baking. So ultimately, when I was off with kids, I started to, you know, I suppose cook different types of food, but maybe bake nice cakes for the kids. And I think a lot of us are similar in how we started like that. Then friends yeah. would ask me to, to make maybe their kids' birthday cakes, or I would make the family, you know, my mum's 60th birthday cake, for example. And then it start, started to be something where I could sell some of these and make a little bit of money and ultimately have a flexible approach to being at home with the children. So as would it suited me, I would say that I would start it off perhaps again, like many, quite blind and maybe inexperienced, but (laughs) I definitely enjoyed it. And I think, you know, built it from, you know, a very humble beginning over time. Yeah. And look how far you've come, honestly. Some of the the weddings that you're involved in, they just look amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) I think that's the thing we all, we all should be proud of where we've come. You know, I think, you know, a lot of us have probably started from, you know, our home kitchens, started something very small. And I think, it's important for all of us who do this type of work to look back and, and be proud of what we've built from nothing really, you know. Yeah. Do you think your business has benefited from, I would say, like your analytical skills maybe to, to be able to grow your business in that way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I've thought about this quite a lot, actually. And I think now more so I find that with the creative side, while it's something that I'm sure you as well would love to spend all the time on, I think you have to be quite careful that you don't just continue doing all the creating. It's very easy to do that because you love to do it. People admire what you make, want what you make. A business takes a lot more than that. So, for example, communication is so important. You have to be able to problem solve. I'm sure you've had experience as well where things aren't working right or your strategy is not working. You have yeah. to, to adapt to that. And also, it's so important to stand back from your business sometimes, maybe on a regular basis and analyze You know how it's doing, how you know, it's working out for you in terms of life and your profit and everything as well. So it's really key to business success to be able to analyze it and have those skills as well. And some of the creative businesses, it can be hard to have both of those things, but it's important to try and focus on and maybe learn analytical skills a little bit if if you don't have those already. Yeah, very much so. And I think if if that ability to come up with strategy isn't your strength, then you know outsourcing, finding somebody who can who can help you is really important. Exactly. Yeah. You know, even maybe a business partner, or as you say, you know, outsourcing certain things like you know your marketing strategy, or you know, and as well, it's true. Sometimes you know we're not, you know, we don't have the natural ability to cover all aspects of business. Maybe you're just a creative person, and as you say, it's better to get somebody else involved than maybe who could help with other aspects of the business because it is all important yeah I think um I often surprise people <laughs> when I tell them that I used to be a chemical engineer yeah. and uh, there's part of me that quite relishes that because I love defying that misconception you know that you can't be good at science and art and everything yeah yeah and actually I, th- I, tr- I truly believe as well that actually everybody has something creative in them and I'm sure you're similar mm. that you know when you're when you start to go down in more academic or scientific route you think that's all that you have in you but I think you know everybody has some creativity that's worth nurturing and in different ways so it is very interesting from a personal perspective to see somebody who has as you say you know done both sides and been successful at both too yeah I felt like in school actually that you were almost kind of like told to pick one or the other. Yes. And I felt like um, my art teacher definitely often used to talk about how precise my work was. And that was almost like a, a negative thing. It yes. was a criticism. 
them and so and I've always loved being creative since I was little and I've got a very creative mum and but I always felt like oh well I can't have I can't be both because my dad was scientific so it's like oh it's the scientific hat or the creative hat but I love you know and you and I are examples of this that you can totally have all of those skills and find something that works for you yeah exactly and I think it's just funny what you say about being precise in art and actually in some ways in cake making that's actually you can be creative but you actually have to be quite precise as well and funnily in art in school I'm, I'm not very good at drawing or painting for example and I still am and and so I think when I didn't have those you know basic sort of I didn't think I couldn't sketch very well so I thought well I'm not very good at art but actually art you realize now encompasses so many different things and you can be creative in different ways so it doesn't necessarily have to be that you can draw very well you can make things with your hands like we do and be good at that so you know you hope nowadays maybe kids in school are more encouraged to you know explore art and that it is a you know valuable career in so many different ways as well yeah and things can overlap it doesn't have to be yeah everything defined in one way exactly yeah so yeah so I know for myself when I when I started out that um, there was a lot I had to come up to speed with. So I was curious, like for you, did you know the kinds of cakes that you wanted to create and the kinds of clients you wanted to work with? I'd love to be able to say yes to that, but I will say <laughs> absolutely not. So um, I think I started really slow. So I had another baby just a year after I started the business. So I took some more time out. So ultimately in the beginning, I really just wanted to I suppose, learn about cake decorating. And I did all the you know, the kids novelty cake, making little figurines and things. Yeah. So I think I was, I think I was exploring then though, and, you know, learning what I wanted to do. So over, you know, a short period of time, then I realized I didn't really enjoy doing those type of things. Um, and it wasn't my style. And I think there are cake artists out there who do fantastic novelty cakes. They are so talented, but it's not my, my area. So mm-hmm. I suppose over time, I definitely found my style. And I think that's really important for anyone in the cake business you don't have to be good at at all types of cakes I think you have to find what you like doing what you're good at and develop that and I suppose from in terms of attracting clients or ideal clients I think once I'd started to find what I like doing that you know I built built up my portfolio then which represented that and ultimately I'm sure you find as well now I do get my ideal clients they come and they see what I do it's their Mm. style and, and we fit together and I think like a cake isn't just a cake for everyone. I think there are more than fashion, for example, there are cake art artists that suit certain clients. They're a good fit together. And you know, then there are other people who are, are better suited to each other. So I think it's a really important thing for um, clients to understand as well that you, you do need to find the cake artist or cake maker that, you know, suits your style and you know that they'll do something really good for you. Mm, that's really true. I think something that strikes me about everything that you share online is that it's all so consistent. So like your imagery, your tone of voice, is having a considered brand really important to you? Yeah, I think it's actually something in the last couple of years I've spent a lot of time on and I think it it is huge. And funny you say that about how... um, you know, my, my social media is, is consistent and everything because I, at one point I thought, should I be organizing my imagery into, you know, certain so the, the grid, for example, looked perfectly aligned. And I realized actually that when I post just what all of my stuff, all of my imagery, it does all align. It does all look cohesive and coherent because, you know, I've, I've stuck to a certain style that I like that, 
it is my brand and that it speaks of everything. So I know, I know it's hard when you start out in a business um, and I definitely didn't have a brand identity from the beginning, but it is important to develop that and clients, you know, recognize everything that you, you put out there then that, you know, your, your packaging, all of your imagery, it all speaks to, to clients to tell you, tell them what you're about. So it, it's a really important thing. It's something that's, I think, huge in all business, you know, at the minute um, and definitely worth spending time on and nurturing it as well yeah definitely and I think like I mean it's not just your social media if you you know going over to your website yeah I thought you know it's all synonymous it all feels like you just one brand and and yeah it's just brilliant thank you (laughs) (laughs) because actually I was wondering do you take a lot of your own photos yeah so actually um funny I was last year and I've always been into into photography but last year when COVID struck I actually did a food photography course as well which I really enjoyed so it it gave me a bit of time to work on that a little bit so the majority of my photos are my own I do obviously have photos from clients so they would be from their for example from their weddings would be their professional photography photos and I have done every two to three years I'll do a branding shoot which I think is really important because you get somebody to come in and maybe look at your work from a different angle and obviously the professional photographs are really important as well so you can use that content again and again but I think it is important to have a certain level of photography skills that when you don't have a professional photographer there that you know just the weekly cakes that you can take a reasonable shot of them you know even with good camera phones now um, or you can actually manage that without too too much level of skill so it's important to have that that everything you take is of a reasonable quality yeah and and I think again it's that reinforcement of an elevated brand as well when you have that yeah Yeah. and I suppose maybe for people maybe where you think you don't have those skills it's it's worth investing in them just to bring that up to to a certain level you know yeah yeah so I mean you've had your work featured in incredible publications like Vogue, brides, Martha Stewart weddings. Yeah. <laughs> Was that something that you built towards achieving? Yeah, I suppose I'm really proud of those actually as some of my career highlights, I think. And I would say, I suppose I didn't sit down back when I started all this and, and you know, set that as a goal to be featured in, in these kind of publications. But I think it goes back to sort of the attention to detail, the brand. If you build from the beginning and constantly try and and be the best that you can be be a luxury brand I think this sort of thing follows so for me I suppose it's been a slow process but I've developed myself into a luxury wedding cake business probably you know I'm up there with some of the best in Ireland and these publications came about they're actually all U.S. weddings so we'd have a lot of destination weddings come to Ireland to the castle that sort of thing so you yeah. have wedding planners who would organize those. And I suppose when you, when you have that you know, luxury level of product and brand experience, you'll be chosen to be the supplier for these weddings. So I suppose it, it, it wasn't a, a goal, but it develops from everything that you do. And I was lucky enough just to work or to be a supplier at these weddings. And then they were subsequently featured in these amazing magazines. So it's something I'm really proud of. And I think I would say they were kind of pivotal moments for me in the business too because I think there were points where I really believed in myself so when that cake appeared in Vogue you know it wasn't a case of I'm just a mum at home making cakes it's like I am successful and I think it's I'm not sure if you feel the same but I think it's really important for us you know as working moms who, who work from home to you know celebrate these successes no matter how big or small and be proud of yourself they won't all be in Vogue magazine you know but whatever you have achieved you know, you are a business person 
um, you have some success and be proud of that when you go out and meet people and tell them, you know, how you've done. Yeah. And I think the word that really spoke to me in there was belief. I think self-belief yeah. is so important, actually. And actually, I would say I probably didn't always have self-belief. You know, this is the whole imposter syndrome. I'm sure everyone maybe has some recognition of that in ourselves. And I think, you know, we do have to be confident in what we do and in our business and in ourselves. And I guess having, you know, like featuring in a publication like that yeah. is reinforcing your self-belief and, and believe in yourself more and you can go forwards and exactly yes great success yeah so yes you've also been a part of some really beautiful shoots and worked with some fantastic wedding suppliers how have you developed those relationships and connected with people within the wedding industry Actually, I was thinking about this the other day about how actually lucky we are to be in social media age really because you know, without that, I don't think we'd be, you know, as able to build so many connections. So definitely, you know, I work on my own from home and I have found social media really helpful in, in being able to build connections. So obviously you start to maybe chat to people on social media and follow them. And then I've been lucky enough to meet, you know, some wedding suppliers in person or connect and do shoots together. So we get to work in that way. But I, I, I still feel there's we don't have enough of a, a, a wedding network um so actually in the last year i've joined a, an association that started here for wedding suppliers and that's actually been really helpful for me we've had um networking events where we can actually all meet up so not just with maybe photographers who might do a shoot but with everyone in the wedding to like bar hire or djs and everything and it's created a sense of connection for me and i think everyone else as well which sometimes is lacking when you're very much just working from home on your own. So I'm really enjoying the benefit of that. I'm not sure if you've anything similar like that in the UK, would you have any, or even local? So I think because I'm based in London, actually we, there are various groups where people can meet up in person. And I think often it tends to be through wedding planners that yeah. there are associations who will gather people and do coffee mornings and things. And I do, yeah, I agree with you. I think meeting up in person. is really good. Yeah. I think, I think it takes the pressure off sometimes I find. So sometimes you can, you know, build up the stress levels at home yourself. And I think that going out and meeting people and you realize that everyone has stresses, for example, or has, you know, in the middle of a busy, busy wedding season and has other problems to deal with in terms of their business that, you know, you realize that, you know, we're all, you know, we're doing our best with work. And I think it, it eases that pressure a little bit when you don't have somebody that you work with that can, you know, take that off you a bit. So it is very important. Yeah. And the commonality that we all have, even if we're in different disciplines, we're actually working in the same industry. Yeah. 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 What would you say has been key to building such a highly respected wedding business then? Yeah. So I think constantly focusing on the details and always like you've never really finished it you know I think it's always about working and improving so you know even things like you mentioned website earlier you know every now and then that needs to be reviewed you know is it the best experience for customers how can I you know serve a customer more so I think it's a matter of constant review that goes back to you know standing back and being analytical as well I also think being professional is really important so that at every level when you deal with clients and you're dealing with other wedding suppliers that you have to have a very professional approach to things and it's suddenly one of the things that clients often come back to me with feedback they say that the whole 
process of ordering a wedding cake for them has been really enjoyable. Or when wedding suppliers work with me, that everything they know that they can depend on me, that it's efficient. So ultimately, you build that recognition of being a professional brand, you know, a luxury brand. Every touch point is something that's beautiful for clients. And I suppose if you're starting out in business, you you know, you don't get to that straight away. It's you know, it's about you know, constantly reviewing what you do and seeing how you can improve on it. And ultimately thinking of the client and, and what experience they're going to have and seeing how you can make that better for them. So it sounds like for you that you think that having goals and targets are a really important thing, even from the beginning then to build your business. Yeah, I would think so. And I, um, I suppose it's one of these areas I fall down in sometimes as well, then that I would I do stand back and set goals and targets, be that maybe, you know, at the beginning of the year, it might be a profit target or it might be a target to improve your social media or improve certain skills. And I suppose throughout the course of the year, that mightn't always work out, but it's important to have those that does focus you on, on what areas you want to work on. And I also believe a five-year target is a good thing to have. So I know I've kind of questioned in the last year or so whether I want to move out into for example either an industrial kitchen or open a premises or something and so that would be something that would be a five-year plan and if I did want to do that it's something that has to be explored a bit now so all those sort of I think you need to ask yourself where do you want to be in a, in a longer time frame as well and you know it, it may not work out but if you want to achieve something it's important to maybe start thinking about it seeing how you can reach that through smaller goals for example yeah so actually, because you do cake decorating classes as well, don't yeah, you? Yes. Yeah. So is, is that something that if you were to get your own premises, is that something that you'd consider kind of yeah. actually from that space? I've loved doing the classes. I found when I started that, I, it was a lovely way to meet people. Like I keep touching on how working from home sometimes it's nice to get out and meet people too. So actually the classes have been great. You know, I often find that I'd be the teacher, but I often learn things from other people too, where we talk about business and cakes, you know, the whole way through the class. So I really enjoyed sharing skills with other cake makers. Now, unfortunately, all that stopped really with COVID in the last two years. I still do some private classes here at home and I'll probably continue that. But actually, it's an area of business that will probably stay at this level. It's not something I'm going to expand on more at this point in time definitely something I really enjoy and because you do travel as well though don't you to teach yeah so I've done quite a few in the UK it's just you know so close and it's been great and I suppose it's only really now this this year that we've started to maybe think that these things could happen again you know in the last you know 18 months obviously that hasn't been an option at all so you know it would be nice again if you know if things open up a bit more that we, we would be able to travel and you know, and, and meet people in other countries to teach as well and then, so yeah, you mentioned earlier as well that you've published some of your own books. So I've bought one recently. Oh, I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, I know. I love it because I think one of the things that I always love kind of seeing and hearing about from you is your flavor combinations yeah. and things like that. And I, and so I guess the recipe books give you an opportunity to explore that as well, don't they? It's funny, it's actually because they really only came about with COVID as well. So when everything shut down in March, 2020, we were all the same. I'm sure all our orders and everything were canceled. And as well, the reason I mentioned earlier, as well, you know, some t- why I started in this business was a love of food and, and flavors. That's something I'm really passionate about. I've always loved experimenting with new flavors. So when everything closed down in March, I just started experimenting. And it's always something I wanted to do was to, to write a book of some sort. So I started out with two little ebooks, which were really successful and which I really enjoyed doing. And actually, when you asked about whether I would 
either go back to teaching classes or expand on that. What I actually want to do to, to focus my time on a little bit is more of the recipes and maybe another book, perhaps a, a full book. It's sort of one of my maybe three-year goals is to do a, a full book because it's, it's what I really love doing. And I go back to that thing about standing back and looking at your business and, and what areas you want to focus on and where do you want to spend your time and and, and what you love the most. So stay tuned, hopefully, maybe. Well, stay tuned for a while. Oh, I would hope that at some point um, I would have a, a full book published. So it's, it's definitely, I think you learn, don't you, that you have to do what you're most passionate about as well and make sure that that just doesn't get left on the back burner because you're too busy doing wedding cakes, for example, or other things too. Oh, that's really exciting because actually that's what I was going to ask you about, you know, like everything, I suppose, is what what is it that keeps you excited about creating cake designs and and yeah and and taking the business forward yeah so I suppose things like that you know the I said you know that you find another area that you want to focus on and also I think ultimately um you know, working with clients we're, we're so lucky that we work in something that is something really positive and happy and you know, when you get the feedback from people you might have worked mm. a really hard week and you got the wedding cake there and then the next week they respond and say how amazing it was and it was enjoyed by all their friends and family I think that's that's really the you know the power the power to to keep you going isn't it because you know it's why we love what we do I think because it's such a joyous occasion you're having a little part in those people's lives and I suppose that I think ultimately the chance to be creative definitely spurs me on all the time so be that being creative in cake design or flavors and sort of sharing that with people definitely sort of the motivation strive forward in business so I mean like you said this earlier as well because you're a mom of three yeah. and business can take up so much energy oh, I know. <laughs> so how do you how do you manage it how do you juggle it all yeah well firstly I'll say I have sometimes I don't juggle it very well I think we have to be <laughs> kind on ourselves sometimes so actually this week has been really busy and I just left my kids to make their own dinner last night so yeah actually I'm lucky enough that my children are getting that little bit bigger now so I know it's hard when you've got very small children who need, need a lot of attention Ultimately, I think we have to take it easy on ourselves a bit. So some weeks I'll, you know, be really good at home and I'll, you know, home make everything. Um, and in other weeks I'm busy and I have to just focus on the business a little bit more. But ultimately, I think we always have to, again, it's about stepping back and looking about how you can keep that balance. And I touched on it earlier, but for me, it's about always taking a little bit of time for exercise. So for example, I'll go for a run in the morning because the kids are at school and before I start work. And I've just kept that as being something that's valuable to me. And it actually benefits me both personally from a health point of view, but actually I do think it benefits me in business sort of from two points of view. Firstly, that I suppose it makes me happier. So I'm all ready to go for the day. But also sometimes I find those morning runs there when I'll think about things. So maybe I've, you know, a cake design that I can't figure out or there's a problem um, or a strategy you need to think about. But sometimes that time away, you can, you know, go through all your thoughts. So I think, it's important for us all to give ourselves some time away from the desk or the kitchen and the family even and give yourself a little break and go easy on yourself. Sometimes the, the juggling doesn't always work, but I suppose we try our best, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And I think actually I did the same thing where I built in exercise into my schedule. And it's kind of like sometimes you can have that um, mindset that you're so busy, you know, how can you fit in more? But it's so important to because likewise I, I swim and I use that time to really think things through or sometimes even just not think at all yes exactly and just in the moment yeah and I think when you've got children sometimes you're getting pulled in so many 
different directions and you've got the business and and so you, your mind can be so busy that actually that stillness exactly and so there's always something to do there's always something you know the load of washing or something to be yeah you know that will get done eventually or some of the children could do it I think it's important to you know we invest a lot of time in the business and in family life and you know I always think you have to just make sure that you give yourself just some little bit of time and sometimes it might be that much like sometimes I might just take a little half an hour workout or a little short walk and but it's just that little bit of time for yourself and and it's so important for for all aspects of, of life really yeah. And as you say, like something's got to give occasionally. You can't, you can't do it all. And so it will be the odd microwave like, dinner. <laughs> yeah. If that's what has to get you through the day, then that's what you have to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any other exciting projects coming up that you'd like to tell us about? Yeah. So, I sort of touched on as of my, it's still quite in my head rather than in, in the pipeline, should I say. But, you know, the book is something that I would love yeah. to do. And, you might know that it's going to be a slow process, but and I'll do it in some shape or form. It may be um, a more comprehensive ebook, or maybe I'll self-publish, or you know, my dream will be to get a publisher to publish for me. So it's something that I'm working on slowly. And then this year, it's sort of a project for myself is that I want to go back to doing a little bit of part-time studying. So in two weeks' time, I'm starting a digital marketing course. I'm hoping to do another business course in the autumn. And I think what I feel is that I've learned so much in business and I enjoy a lot of the aspects of it. And I'd love to sort of cement that a little bit with something more official. And it goes back to, again, giving myself a little bit of time, like I've spent a decade or more at home with children and to do sort of even part-time courses, it means me going out and sort of investing in myself, which will help the business. And it also sort of helps me maybe from a confidence point of view, in terms of what I'm doing in business as well. Um, and also will give me the skills, for example, even more skills in digital marketing. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so maybe not quite a project, but some of my goals or targets for this year. Well, that sounds really cool. So if anyone wants to come find you online, can yeah. you just remind where we can find you yeah so I've uh, my website is www.covecakedesign.ie um, and then I'm on Instagram Pinterest they're all at covecakedesign so I'll pop on and say hi on any of the social media channels it's always nice to, to see people and see where they've come from too yeah I mean that's how we connect yeah it, exactly it? I know I yeah. love following your work <laughs> that's what I mean about social media it's great I think you know you create these connections and actually I have a sister living in London so the next time I come over we're going to have to meet in person yeah. for coffee oh, and cake yeah. chat yes, yes. And I think this is like two years yeah. that we've been waiting yes exactly <laughs> definitely yeah oh thank you so much for today Suzanne it's been a pleasure lovely to talk to you Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much to Suzanne for taking the time to talk with me today. It really was a pleasure and I'm sure after listening to the episode that you can tell what a brilliant businesswoman she is. Suzanne is someone who is so talented and has the creativity and vision to design beautiful cakes but also is the queen of consistency. So she has built up this brand that is synonymous with class and style and luxury. When you're running a creative business, you often have to wear so many hats. There are so many things to maintain and improve. We all have our strengths and our weaknesses. And actually, it's really important to recognise that you can't do it all. So if there are areas of your business that really stress you out, I definitely say outsource that work so that you can focus on the areas where you shine. 
Suzanne has definitely played to her strengths, which is why everything she puts out there sends such a strong, consistent message. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Knowing that my podcast is of value to you really means so much to me. It always makes me feel immensely grateful. If you'd like to be kept up to date on the release of future episodes, do subscribe to receive updates or alternatively come and follow me over on Instagram, either on my mentoring account, which is Varney underscore Wadman or my cake design one at Sugar Plum Bakes Kingston. And if you find the podcast useful and helpful in any way, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. Thank you.